Greetings and welcome to Astronomy 104 at Hack. One of the projects that I have my students do in their introductory astronomy classes is to actually observe the sky and in this observation it's actually looking at the position of the sun and noting how the altitude of the sun has changed over the course of a semester. Now it's a very noticeable change in a typical semester where the sun will go from being very high in the sky or very low and to very low and vice versa as it as depending on which semester the class happens to be taken. Now I give a lot of detail here in this write-up and I'm not going to go through all of that here. I'm just going to go through the basics of explaining what I'm expecting a student to come up with. Now it's a, again it's a very simple project. does not involve a lot of detail. doesn't need any detailed equipment. Anyone has the materials to be able to do this. It requires some basic details and then basic materials and then some calculations. And really, for the most part of the whole semester, all you have to do is go through and make the and make the observations. You don't have to do all the calculations as you go. So if you're not as comfortable with math and you want to put that off towards the end, I do record a separate video where I have you go through and I actually discuss how you go about making the calculations. But we're looking at, again, we talk about in the lecture, we talk about how the sun appears to move over the course of the time, course of the year, because the Earth's axis is tilted. So that means that the sun's declination can change, can be as high as 23.5 degrees above the celestial equator, very, very high in the sky, and can be as low as 23.5 degrees below the celestial equator, very low in the sky. We'll see the former in the summertime when the sun is very, very high, and we'll see the latter towards the winter when the sun is very, very low in the sky. Now, as we go through the observations, and what I ask the students to do is to take a a box, a can, something that is a very uniform shape. A box works really well or a you know a cylind cylindrical can. You don't want anything that's pointed at the pointed to the top. You don't want to use a water bottle because it'll throw off your shadow measurements as to where you're measuring and where the shadow is actually being cast. So you want something that is a very uniform size. And then what you do is put that out at about noontime. Now noon is not noon by your watch. Noon is noon by the sun. And for our location here in Harrisburg, local noon occurs about 1.15 in daylight time. So 1.15 when we were running the daylight time, so during the summer it would be 1.15. And then once we switch in the fall to standard time, it would be about 12.15. Now you'll have to look up as to when your local noon occurs. You can certainly find this on the internet, find a calculator to tell you exactly when it occurs. If you're at a much different location, of course, than central Pennsylvania. So that's an example of what you want to use. And then all you have to do is go out about the same time every day. Every day, every few days, try to get one observation a week. And you, and you measure the length of that shadow. And then make yourself a data table that has the length of the shadow that you can use. You put the length of the shadow, the height of your object that you measured. You need those two measurements. And then you need just the date and the time that you observed. And it's a good idea to put in the weather conditions too just because it may be something you want to go back to and look at when you're actually analyzing your data. But that's what you need to do. Now then I give you the calculations here and show you how you can calculate given the height and the length height of the object and the length of your shadow that you can calculate the tangent of the altitude of the sun and the altitude of the sun is the inverse tangent or the arc tangent of that number and then in order to calculate the, dec the declination, 
which is the actual actual position of the sun that we use in astronomy, the declination, again, that would be ranged from 23.5 positive in the summer to 23.5 negative in the winter. You have to subtract, in our case, 49 degrees and 44 minutes. That is the co-latitude of Harrisburg, which is 90 degrees minus the latitude. Now, again, if you're taking this from some place much further north or south, then you would need to get the latitude of your location and put that in here. So if your latitude happened to be 30 degrees, your co-latitude would be 90 minus 30 or 60 degrees. And you would put that number in here instead of the 49 degrees that I have for Harrisburg. But then you make that you create your table and put your numbers in there. And that's all you need to do. I give you some questions and some information to do a write-up later and what I expect. And you can, of course, read through that as you go through. And I give you a whole bunch of details as to exactly how, in a typical class, I would actually grade this material. And at the very end, I want to jump down here before I go back, I've got a table here for you to actually fill out, which has for the observations you can make, and I normally expect my students to get at least 10 during the course of a semester, of a 15-16 week semester. You should be able to get significantly more than that unless you have really, really bad weather. You do need to make the observations at a very consistent time. You cannot jump around in times. So you have to be relatively close to that noontime. 15 minutes within 15 minutes either way is great. If you keep it within a half an hour, you'll still be okay. But note the date, the time, the sky conditions, and the length and the height of the shadow. Then later, I come back with another video, and I'll show you how to fill out these last four, four numbers, last four columns of the table. Now, if you're very comfortable with the math, you can go through and do those already yourself. There's no reason you can't. But if you're not, or you want a little bit of guidance on it, there is a video later in the class where I walk you through an example, couple of example calculations showing you how to do that. And then for part of the, the last part of, the la of this assignment, actually asks you to make two graphs. And the graphs are of the last two columns here, the declination and the change in declination. And you're going to plot those against the time. So you're going to look at the time and plot time on one axis of your graph. And you're going to plot the declination or the change in declination. You'll have two separate graphs. Declination should come out really good. You should be able to get a real good measurement for that if you've been careful with your observations and consistent on the times. Change in declination has a little more errors associated with it. It's a little bit harder to get a good accurate measurement. But you still should be able to get a good enough idea to answer the questions as I scroll back up and give you an example that what I would look for, of course, are... 10 observations scattered over the semester. And then I would like to see two graphs of the project. And again, that's the way you'd normally work this. And then I give you some sample questions that you should write up. So you should what you should eventually do is give me a formal write-up on this. And you should tell me your purpose. What were you trying to do in this lab? Most of the information is right here in this write-up. You can get it from there. But what were you trying to do? What were we trying to measure? How did you go about doing it? So explain to me your specific methods. How did you go about making the measurements? What did you use? And how did you go about measuring them? What did you do? Make sure you explain that to me. Then you show me what you found. That would be your data and your graphs. And then finally, I want your analysis of that. Tell me what you see in your data. Do you see any patterns? What do you see when you graph it? Do you see any patterns in your graphs that are very interesting? And you should. You should see some very significant patterns in it. And in part of that analysis, I give you these sample questions. I ask you to actually consider these and look at these and 
answer them as a part of your write-up. Now, I specifically tell my students, don't just write them, don't go through this nice paper and then put in there like a bunch of homework answered questions, number one is this, number two is that, etc. I want you to answer them in paragraph form as you've written, as in part of your write-up. And then finally, you should have a set of conclusions. Now, I detail all that as to how I'd actually grade it in my little grading summary here. I look for an introduction. I look for your data to be given and what exactly I'm looking for. Graphs to be, to be presented. Your analysis, which is the important part of this, this assignment. And then your conclusions. And then you would turn that in at the end of the semester to be graded. And it would end up being a little over 10, about 10% 10 of the grade, final grade in the course. So that reviews this to give you an introduction as to what we're doing with the solar observations, what you need to do in order to um, complete those. And hopefully that has helped. And again, as I said, there will be another video going through the calculations later on where I actually walk you through how to go about making the calculations. So hopefully this has helped you give it a better understanding of our solar observation project for this class. And until next time, have a great day, and I will see you in class.